All for Love, or The World Well Lost. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. All for Love, or The World Well Lost by John Dryden. Act 5. Enter Cleopatra, Carmion, and Iris. Be just to heaven. Such virtue punished thus will make us think that chance rules all above, and shuffles with a random hand the lots which man is forced to draw. I could tear out these eyes that gained his heart and had not power to keep it. Oh, the curse of doting on, even when I find it dotage. Bear witness, gods, you heard him bid me go. You, whom he mocked with imprecating vows of promised faith, I'll die. I will not bear it. You may hold me. She pulls out her dagger and they hold her. But I can keep my breath. I can die inward and choke this love. Enter Alexis. Help. Oh, Alexis, help. The queen grows desperate. Her soul struggles in her with all the agonies of love and rage and strives to force its passage. Let me go. Art thou there, traitor? Oh, oh, for a little breath to vent my rage. Give, give me way, and let me loose upon him. Yes, I deserve it, for my ill-timed truth. Was it for me to prop the ruins of a fallen majesty, to place myself beneath the mighty flaw, thus to be crushed and pounded into atoms by its overwhelming weight? Tis too presuming for subjects to preserve that willful power which courts its own destruction. I would reason more calmly with you. Did you not o'errule and force my plain, direct and open love into these crooked paths of jealousy? Now what's the event? Octavia is removed, but Cleopatra's banished. Thou, thou villain, hast pushed my boat to open sea, to prove at my sad cost, if thou canst steer it back. It cannot be. I'm lost too far. I'm ruined. Hence, thou impostor, traitor, monster, devil, I can no more. Thou and my griefs have sunk me down so low that I want voice to curse thee. Suppose some shipwrecked seaman near the shore, dropping and faint with climbing up the cliff. If from above some charitable hand pull him to safety, hazarding himself to draw the other's weight, would he look back and curse him from his pains? The case is yours, but one step more and you have gained the height. Sunk, never more to rise. Octavia is gone and Dolabella banished. Believe me, madam, Antony is yours. His heart was never lost, but started off to jealousy, love's last retreat and covert, where it lies hid in sage, watchful in silence and listening for the sound that calls it back. Some other, any man, tis so advanced, may perfect this unfinished work, which I, unhappy only to myself, have left so easy to his hand. Look well thou do it, else 
Else what your silence threatens, Antony is mounted up the pharaohs, whom whose turret he stands surveying our Egyptian galleys, engaged with Caesar's fleet. Now death or conquest, if the first happen, fate acquits my promise. If we overcome, the conqueror is yours. A distant shout within. Have comfort, madam. Did you mark that shout? Second shout nearer. Hark! They redouble it. Tis from the port. The loudness shows it's near. Good news, kind heavens! Osiris, make it so. Enter Serapion. Where? Where's the queen? How frightfully the holy coward stares, as if not yet recovered of the assault, when all his gods and what's more dear to him, his offerings, were at stake. Oh, horror, horror! Egypt has been. Our latest hour has come. The queen of nations from her ancient seat is sunk for ever in the dark abyss. Time has unrolled her glories to the last, and now closed up the volume. Be more plain, say whence thou comest, though fate is in thy face, which from the haggard eyes looks wildly out, and threatens ere thou speakest. I came from Pharos, from viewing, spare me and imagine it, our land's last hope, your navy. Vanquished? No, they fought not. Then they fled. Nor that. I saw, with Antony, your well-appointed fleet row out, and thrice he waved his hand on high, and thrice with cheerful cries they shouted back. T'was then false fortune, like a fawning strumpet, about to leave the bankrupt prodigal, with a dissembled smile would kiss at parting, and flatter to the last. The well-timed oars now dipped from every bank, now smoothly run to meet the foe. And soon indeed they met, but not as foes. In few we saw their caps on either side thrown up. The Egyptian galleys received like friends, passed through and fell behind the Roman rear. And now they all come forward and ride within the port. Enough, Sir Hepian, I've heard my doom. This needed not, you gods. When I lost Antony, your work was done. Tis but superfluous malice. Where's my lord? How bears he this last blow? His fury cannot be expressed by words. Thrice he attempted headlong to have fallen full on his foes, and aimed at Caesar's galley. Withheld, he raves on you, cries, he's betrayed. Should he now find you? Shun him, seek your safety till you can clear your innocence. I'll stay. You must not. Haste you to your monument, while I make speed to Caesar. Caesar? No, I have no business with him. I can work him to spare your life, and let this madman perish. Base, fawning wretch, wouldst thou betray him too? Hence from my sight, I will not hear a traitor.
"'Twas thy design brought all this ruin on us. "'Serapion, thou art honest. "'Counsel me, but haste, each moment's precious.' "'Retire. "'You must not yet see Antony. "'He who began this mischief, "'tis just he tempt the danger. "'Let him clear you. "'And since he offered you his servile tongue "'to gain a poor precarious life from Caesar,' Let him expose that fawning eloquence and speak to Antony. Oh, heavens, I dare not. I meet my certain death. Slave, thou deservest it. Not that I fear my lord, will I avoid him. I know him noble. When he banished me and thought me false, he scorned to take my life. But I'll be justified and then die with him. Oh, pity me, and let me follow you. To death, if thou stir hence. Speak, if thou canst, now for thy life, which basely thou would save, while mine I prize at this. Come, good Serapion. Exhorned Cleopatra, Serapion, Carmion, and Iris. Oh, that I less could fear to lose this being, which, like a snowball in my coward hand, the more it is grasped, the faster melts away. Poor reason, what a wretched aid art thou! For still, in spite of thee, these two long lovers, soul and body dread their final separation. Let me think, what can I say to save myself from death? no matter what becomes of Cleopatra. Antony within. Which way? Where? Ventidius within. This leads to the monument. Ah, me! I hear him, yet I'm unprepared. My gift of lines gone, and this court devil which I so oft have raised forsakes me at my need. I dare not stay, yet cannot far go hence. Exit. Enter Antony and Ventidius. O happy Caesar, thou hast men to lead. Think not tis thou hast conquered Antony, but Rome has conquered Egypt. I'm betrayed. Curse on this treacherous train. Their soil and heaven infect them all with baseness, and their young souls come tainted to the world with the first breath they draw. The original villain sure now God created. He was a bastard of the sun, by Nile, aped into man, with all his mother's mud crusted about his soul. The nation is one universal traitor, and their queen the very spirit and extract of them all. Is there yet left a possibility of aid from valour? Is there one god unsworn to my destruction, the least unmortgaged hope? For if there be, methinks I cannot fall beneath the fate of such a boy as Caesar. The world's one half is yet in Antony, and from each limb of it that's hewed away, the soul comes back to me. There yet remain three legions in the town. The last assault lopped off the rest. If death be your design, as I must wish it now, these are sufficient to make a heap about us of dead foes, an honest pile for burial. There are enough. We'll not divide our stars. But side by side fight emulous, and with malicious eyes survey each other's acts. So every death thou givest I'll take on me, as a just debt, and pay thee back a soul. Now you shall see I love you. 
not a word of chiding more by my few hours of life i am so pleased with this brave roman fate that i would not be caesar to outlive you when we put off this flesh and mount together i shall be shown to all the ethereal crowd lo this is he who died with antony who knows but we may pierce through all their troops and reach my veterans yet tis worth attempting to o'erleap this gulf of fate and leave our wandering destinies behind enter alexis trembling see see that villain see cleopatra stamped upon that face with all her cunning all her arts of falsehood how she looks out through those dissembling eyes how he sets his countenance for deceit and promises a lie before he speaks let me dispatch him first drawing his sword oh spare me spare me hold he's not worth your killing on thy life which thou mayst keep because i scorn to take it no syllable to justify thy queen save thy base tongue its office sir she is gone where she shall never be molested more by love or, or you fled to her dolabella die traitor i revoke my promise die going to kill him oh hold uh, she is not fled she is my eyes are open to her falsehood my whole life has been a golden dream of love and friendship but now i wait I'm like a merchant roused from soft repose to see his vessel sinking and all his wealth cast over. Ungrateful woman who followed me, but as the swallow summer, hatching her young ones in my kindly beams, singing her flatteries to my morning wake. But now my winter comes, she spreads her wings and seeks the spring of Caesar think not so her fortunes have in all things mixed with yours had she betrayed her naval force to rome how easily might she have gone to caesar secure by such a bribe she sent it first to be more welcome after tis too plain else would she have appeared to clear herself too fatally she has she could not bear to be accused by you but sat herself within her monument looked down and sighed while from her unchanged face the silent tears dropped as they have not lived but stole their parting some indistinguished words she only murmured at last she raised her eyes and with such look as dying lucrece cast my heart forebodes all for the best go on she snatched her poniard and ere we would prevent the fatal blow planked it within her breast then turned to me go bear my lord said she my last farewell and ask him if he yet suspect my faith more she was saying but death rust betwixt she half pronounced your name with her last breath and buried half within her heaven be praised then art thou innocent my poor dear love and art thou dead oh these two words their sound should be divided hadst thou been false and died or hadst thou lived and hadst been true but innocence and death this shows no well above 
then what am I, the murderer of this truth, this innocence? Thoughts cannot form themselves in words so horrid as can express my guilt. Is't come to this? The gods have been too gracious, and thus you thank them for it? Antony to Alexis Why stayest thou here? Is it for thee to spy upon my soul and see its inward mourning? Get thee hence, thou art not worthy to behold what now becomes a Roman emperor to perform. Alexis aside. He loves her still, his grief betrays it. Good, the joy to find she's yet alive completes the reconcilement. I've saved myself and her. But oh, the Romans, fate comes too fast upon my wit, hunts me too hard and meets me at its double. He exits. Would ye had died a little sooner, though? Before Octavia went, you might have treated. Now will look tame and would not be received. Come, rouse yourself and let's die warm together. I will not fight. There's no more work for war. The business of my angry hours is done. Caesar is at your gates! Why, let him enter. He's welcome now. What lethargy has crept into your soul? Tis but a scorn of life, and just desire to free myself from bondage. Do it bravely. I will, but not by fighting. Oh, Ventidius, what should I fight for now? My queen is dead. I was but great for her. My power, my empire, were but my merchandise to buy her love and conquered kings my factors. Now she's dead, let Caesar take the world. An empty circle since the jewel's gone, which made it worth my strife. My being's nauseous, for all the bribes of life are gone away. Would you be taken? Yes, I would be taken. But as a Roman aunt, dead my Ventidius, for I'll convey myself from Caesar's reach and lay down life myself. Tis time the world should have a lord, and know whom to obey. We two have kept its homage in suspense, and bent the globe on whose each side we trod, till it was dented inwards. Let him walk alone upon it. I am weary of my part. My torch is out, and the world stands before me, like a black desert at the approach of night. I lay me down and stray no further on. I could be grieved, but that I'll not outlive you. Choose your death, for I have seen him in such various shapes, I care not which I take. I'm only troubled, the life I bear is worn to such a rag, tis scarce worth giving. I could wish, indeed, we threw it from us with a better grace that like two lions taken in the toils we might at last thrust out our paws and wound the hunters that enclose us. I have thought on it. Ventidius, you must live. I must not, sir. Wilt thou not live to speak some good of me, to stand by my fair fame and guard the approaches from the ill tongues of men? Who shall guard mine for living after you? Say, I command it. If we die well, our deaths will speak themselves and need no living witness. Thou hast loved me, and fain I would reward thee. I must die. Kill me, 
and take the merit of my death to make thee friends with Caesar. Thank your kindness. You said I loved you, and in recompense you bid me turn a traitor. Did I think you would have used me thus, that I should die with a hard thought of you? Forgive me, Roman. Since I have heard of Cleopatra's death, my reason bears no rule upon my tongue, but lets my thoughts break all at random out. I've thought better. Do not deny me twice. By heaven I will not. Let it not be to outlive you. Kill me first, and then die thou, for tis but just thou serve thy friend before thyself. Give me your hand. We soon shall meet again. Now, farewell, Emperor. They embrace. Methinks that word's too cold to be my last, since death sweeps all distinctions. Farewell, friend. That's all. I will not make a business of a trifle. And yet I cannot look on you and kill you. Pray, turn your face. I do. Strike home, be sure. Home as my sword will reach. He kills himself. Oh, thou mistakest. That wound was not of thine. Give it me back. Thou robs me of my death. I do indeed. But think it is the first time I e'er deceived you. If that may plead my pardon. And you, gods, forgive me, if you will. For I die perjured. Rather than kill my friend. Dies. Farewell. Ever my leader, even in death. My queen and thou have got the start of me, and I'm the lag of honour. Gone so soon, is death no more? He used him carelessly, with a familiar kindness. Ere he knocked, ran to the door and took him in his arms, as who should say. You're welcome at all hours. A friend need give no warning. Books had spoiled him, for all the learned are cowards by profession. Tis not worth my further thought. The death, for aught I know, is but to think no more. Ears to be satisfied. Falls on his sword. I've missed my heart. Oh, unperforming hand. Thou never couldst have erred in a worse time. My fortune jades me to the last, and death, like a great man, takes state, and makes me wait for my admittance. Trampling within. Some, perhaps from Caesar. If he should find me living, and suspect that I played booty with my life, I amend my work ere they can reach me. Rises upon his knees. Enter Cleopatra, Carmion, and Iris. Where is my lord? Where is he? There he lies, and dead Ventidius by him. My tears were prophets. I am come too late. Oh, that accursed Alexis. Runs to him. Art thou living? Or am I dead before I knew, and thou the first kind ghost that meets me? Help me seat him. Send quickly. Send for help. They place him in a chair. 
I am answered. We live both. Sit thee down, my Cleopatra. I'll make the most I can of life to stay a moment more with thee. How is it with you? Tis as with a man removing in a hurry, all packed up, but one dear jewel that his haste forgot, and he for that returns upon the spur. So I come back for thee. Too long, ye heavens, you have been cruel to me. Now show your mended faith, and give me back his fleeting life. It will not be, my love. I keep my soul by force. Say but, thou art not false. Tis now too late to say I'm true. I'll prove it, and die with you. Unknown to me, Alexis feigned my death, which, when I knew, I hasted to prevent this fatal consequence. My fleet betrayed both you and me. And Dolabella. Scarce esteemed before he loved, but hated now. Enough. My life's not long enough for more. Thou sayest thou wilt come after. I believe thee, for I can now believe whate'er thou sayest, that we may part more kindly. I will come. Doubt not my life. I'll come and quickly too. Caesar shall triumph o'er no part of thee. But grieve not. While thou stayest, my last disastrous times. Think we have had a clear and glorious day, and heaven did kindly to delay the storm, just till our close of evening. Ten years, love, not a moment lost, but all improved to the utmost joys. What ages have we lived? And now to die each other's, and so dying, while hand in hand we walk in groves below, whole troops of lovers' ghosts shall flock about us, and all that train be ours. Your words are like the notes of dying swans, too sweet to last. Were there so many hours for your unkindness, and not one for love? No, not a minute. This one kiss, more worth than all I leave to Caesar. He dies. Oh, tell me so again, and take ten thousand kisses for that word. My lord, my lord, speak if you yet have been. Sign to me if you cannot speak, or cast one look. Do anything that shows you live. He's gone too far to hear you, and this you see, a lump of senseless clay, the leavings of a soul. Remember, madam, he charged you not to grieve. And I'll obey him. I have not loved a Roman, not to know what should become his wife, his wife, my Carmian, for tis to that high title I aspire, and now I'll not die less. Let dull Octavia survive to mourn him dead. My nobler fate shall knit our spousals with a tie too strong for Roman laws to break. Will you then die? Why shouldst thou make that question? Caesar is merciful. Let him be so, to those that want his mercy. My poor lord made no such covenant with him, to spare me when he was dead. Yield me to Caesar's pride? What? 
to be led in triumph through the streets, a spectacle to base plebeian eyes, while some dejected friend of Antony's, close in a corner, shakes his head and mutters a secret curse on her who ruined him? I'll none of that. Whatever you resolve, I'll follow, even to death. I only feared for you, but more should fear to live without you. Why now, tis as it should be. Quick, my friends, dispatch. Ere this the town's in Caesar's hands. My lord looks down concerned and fears my stay, lest I should be surprised. Keep him not waiting for his love too long. You, Carmian, bring my crown and richest jewels. With them the wreath of victory I made. Vain augury, for him who now lies dead. You, Iris, bring the cure of all our ills. The aspects, madam? Must I bid you twice? Exit Carmian and Iris. Tis sweet to die when they would force life on me, to rush into the dark abode of death and seize him first. If he be like my love, he is not frightful, sure. We're now alone, in secrecy and silence. And is this not like lovers? I may kiss these pale, cold lips. Octavia does not see me. And, oh, tis better far to have him thus than see him in her arms. Oh, welcome, welcome. Enter Carmian and Iris. What must be done? Short ceremony, friends, but yet it must be decent. First, this laurel shall crown my hero's head. He fell not basely, nor left his shield behind him. Only thou couldst triumph o'er thyself, and thou alone wert worthy so to triumph. To what end these ensigns of your pomp and royalty? Dull that thou art? Why, tis to meet my love, as when I saw him first, on Sidness's bank, all sparkling like a goddess so adorned, I'll find him once again. My second spousals shall match my first in glory. Haste, haste both, and dress the bride of Antony. Tis done. Now, seat me by my lord. I claim this place, for I must conquer Caesar too, like him, and win my share of the world. Hail, you dear relics of my immortal love. Oh, let no impious hand remove you hence, but rest for ever here. Let Egypt give his death that peace which it denied his life. Reach me the casket. Underneath the fruit, the aspic lies. Cleopatra putting aside the leaves. Welcome, thou kind deceiver, thou best of thieves, who with an easy key dost open life, and, unperceived by us, even steal us from ourselves, discharging so death's dreadful office better than himself, touching our limbs so gently into slumber that death stands by, deceived by his own image, and thinks himself but sleep. Serapion within. The queen! Where is she? The town is yielded. Caesar's at the gates. He comes too late to invade the rights of death. Haste, bear my arm, and rouse the serpent's fury. Holds out her arm and draws it back. Coward flesh, 
Wouldst thou conspire with Caesar to betray me, as thou wert none of mine? I'll force thee to it, and not be sent by him, but bring myself, my soul, to Antony. Turns aside and then shows her arm bloody. Take hence. The work is done. Serapion within. Break out the door, and guard the traitor well. The next is ours. Now, Carmian, to be worthy of our great queen and mistress. They apply the aspics. Already, death, I feel thee in my veins. I go with such a will to find my lord, that we shall quickly meet. A heavy numbness creeps through every limb, and now tis at my head. My eyelids fall, and my dear love is vanquished in a mist. Where shall I find him? Where? Oh, turn me to him, and lay me on his breast. Caesar, thy worst. Now, part us if thou canst. Ah. Dies. Iris sinks down at her feet and dies. Carmion stands behind her chair as dressing her head. Enter Serapion, two priests, Alexis bound, Egyptians. Behold, Serapion, what havoc death has made. Twas what I feared. Charmion, is this well done? Yes, tis well done, and like a queen, the last of a great race. I follow her. Sinks down, dies. Tis true, she has done well, much better thus to die than live to make a holiday in Rome. See how the lovers sit in state together, as they were giving laws to half mankind. The impression of a smile, left in her face, shows she died pleased with him for whom she lived, and went to charm him in another world. Caesar's just entering. Grief has now no leisure. Secure that villain as our pledge of safety to grace the imperial triumph. Sleep, blessed pair. Secure from human chance, long ages out, while all the storms of fate fly o'er your tomb, and fame to late posterity shall tell, no lovers lived so great or died so well. Excellent. <laughs>